everyone. Welcome to another episode of Martinis and Magic. This is one of your co-hosts, Casey. Um, Emily and I are doing the next seven chapters of Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood. Um, today we are drinking Josh Pinot Grigio. I like flew through my last wink box. So did I. Mine. Of like six bottles. Yeah. Mine was like six or seven and we flew through that because that's when we were doing like episodes every day of the week yeah so much um oh my gosh so this past weekend i don't know if anyone follows our tiktok but with saint pat's and i was like i swear i'm never drinking alcohol again like (laughs) yesterday and here i am having a glass of wine but it makes the episodes a little bit more fun it does we're a little tired today though so We'll see how we do in this episode. Yeah, we'll try to keep the energy levels up. But we're starting off with chapter 30, so... Oh, 29. Oh, shit. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Whoo! Wow, <laughs> if that gives you any idea That's of our tiredness tired level. Okay, so starting off with chapter 9. 29! <laughs> we're doing 29 through 36. We left off with... Um... <laughs> My notes are useless. I know. Oh, they were like, Juniper came over, dropped off the food or whatever, oh, yeah. and then like, yeah. Okay, so we're on, it's a Saturday. We're on our way to work with Bryce. Um, it's so crazy she only gets Sundays off. I know, that sounds awful. Emily and I were talking about, like, do we think in Akatar they know, like, days of the week? <laughs> because, like, in this, they have, like, April and um, like Sundays, Sundays weekends. weekends. But, like, there's no... Like, Akatar is supposed to be... They're not like, what are we doing on Friday? Yeah, like, <laughs> do they have, like, nine to fives? Or, like... I mean, they have jobs. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, because Reese, like, offers, like, right. Vanessa a job or, like... It's just kind of funny. I don't know why I think it's funny. Yeah. Like, and then it says that she gets holidays off. But are holidays the same as the holidays in Akatar? It's like solstices. Yeah, I think they, and then I think they have holidays for all of their different gods and like the Asteri and all that. Okay. Stuff. But like, you don't think they have like Christmas? No. I wasn't <laughs> they sure. They don't have like, they're not like Christians or Jews. <laughs> like, yeah, I always forget that those holidays are related to like, like religions. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Like, they have their like religious. Yeah, well, maybe they have like Memorial Day. Maybe. No. <laughs> Isn't that, that's for like the veterans. Yeah. They probably have, like, their own from the wars yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Bryce walking to work. She is wearing a tight black dress with dark eye makeup, light lips, and, like, six-inch black high heels. So, I loved how Hunt refers to, like, her makeup and her clothes as, like, his arm, her armor, similar to how, like, he dons on the, like, leather and the guns and everything, which I think that's so true. Like, as a girl, when you are, like, looking your best, you feel like you can just take on the world. It totally, yeah. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Like, today, I didn't get dressed. I was not ready to take on the world. No, no, no. <laughs> I I was sick this weekend, so I literally, like, didn't change my clothes for, like, three days, and I was not going anywhere. That sounds honestly, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, that I was sick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and so... She, he kind of talks about how much he hates Sandrol and Bryce can tell he's triggered and this is mm-hmm. kind of where she's just like, you know, I'm here for you like if you need to talk about it. I also wanted to point out that um, Hunt 
says that like the palm fronds were like waving in the background so it is definitely like a beach town like the they what palm fronds like palm trees they said f-r-o-n-d-s <laughs> wait what where what page is it are uh, you sure that's talking about trees and not like a type of creature i don't think so <laughs> um like what word are you saying okay uh, okay, on 291, palm fronds hissed in the chill breeze above them. It's in the third paragraph down. I get Sundays off. I wouldn't think that that meant palm trees. You don't? What does fronds mean? All right, let's look it up. Because <laughs> I was trying to, like, further your point on you thinking that it's really beachy. No, I didn't say it was beachy. I said it was, like, London. Oh, you're, you, you're the one who said it was beachy because you say it's surrounded by water where I was like, I think it's just a river. I have no service in your house. Really? Yeah, see, they're... That's oh. what they're called. That's what the leaves are called. Interesting. Yeah. Huh, okay. Um, so yeah, it is... So it's more like an LA, I think. I just, it's really hard to picture that. I know. Because they also have like high, like really tall ceilings. Because it's hard to picture not beach, ceilings, though. Like buildings. Because, like, the, the beach thing, like, really throws me off. There's beaches, though, because, like... Why aren't they ever in bathing suits? <laughs> I don't... When, why I don't know. Go to the be, beach on your day off. Why would they ever be in bathing suits? I don't know. Um, this is also where, like, Hunt asks her, like, why aren't you and Rune close anymore? Mm, She's yeah. like, oh, well, he called me a hussy and said I was footing with his friends. Yeah. But I'm surprised you didn't point out how um, he called out... Um, like, what does he say? Something about, like, um, her, like, lace underwear. Oh, yeah. I skipped over it. They talk about it in other chapters. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, so, they get to work, and Rune, Hunt, and Bryce are all in the library, like, researching if they can find anything about Luna's horn. Um, they learned that Danica was stationed at Luna's temple that night and that they know Sabine would, like, change around her schedule a lot, but they didn't explicitly say. Like, why she was put there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also feel like in this, like, bulk of the book, there's a lot of tender moments between, like, Rune and Bryce and Hunt and Bryce that, like, I don't ever remember happening. Like, I don't remember Bryce being to Hunt. Like, if you ever want to talk, like, I'm here, like... There's just this book is so dense that I feel like I missed a lot of those, like, relationship-building mo- moments. Like, I know all of those moments in Akatar, but, like, I never remember them in this. See, I feel like I a little bit picked up on when their relationship dynamic was starting to change, especially when he, like, moved in. Um, but in this chapter, as I was rereading, I didn't realize, like, so there we knew there was a lot of world-building. Mm-hmm. But how much is actually, like, relevant? Like, yeah. my other note was, like, that's funny that they mentioned, like, Avalon's cousins. Mm, like, right. Avalon Faye cousins, which I we know, that. like, comes yeah. up in the second book. And they talk about the mystics. Mm-hmm. Which I came too. Like, I completely... Like, when I was reading the second book and they said mystic, I was like, oh, I've never heard that like, word what before. what is this? Yeah. It's, like, it's so dense that, like, there's just so many things that we didn't even realize are you going to talk about the part about like when runes reading through the book about like queen thea no i knew that you had gotten that cover <laughs> oh like literally okay. not one note <laughs> there was also a line where like rune which is like 
I don't know if this is pointing to like foreshadowing, but like Bruin was like, what did he say? Um, oh yeah, then 296, he was like, besides the tug towards anyone but his sister. Oh. Yeah, but it's just like- they're both one, starborn? But like, cause she has the horn in her back. Oh, and like calls for like- Yeah. Maybe, that's But I didn't know if it was point. that or if it was more just like their Brothering. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it could have been taken either way. But I don't know. It was like really small, so I don't know if it was like similar to how like an Akatar, like Reese is like, there you are, I've been looking for you. If it's like a tiny line like that. Yeah. But, um, so, okay, this is what, so we now know that the Star Sword is the Gwendian sword from Akatar. And in Silver Flames, we find out that the sword was stolen by, like, uh, the one fake king and then his wife and the general, like, overthrew him and stole the sword. So then we know that Prince Peleus had the sword. And in this, it says, um, Prince Peleus and his bride, Lady Helena, and then Lady Helena's mother was the fake queen, Thea, and that they entered this world during the crossing when it sounds like Queen Thea was also starborn and her daughter possessed the same power. What is the crossing again? So it says, the night-haired Helena, whose golden skin poured starlight and shadows. So like at first, um, it's like the Northern Rift when they came over. Oh, okay. At first I was like, oh, maybe Helena was like Reese's sister. So people but that chose was... to go through the Northern Rift? No, I think they were like pulled through okay, it. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't think that like Queen Helena was Reese's sister because that happened like eons ago but Reese's mom no no because like they disappeared at the same time I think it was like the dust court and like those people got sucked Mm -hmm. through and the dust court like went under and that's where they're from because the dust court is also like in the map so close to um the night court that I feel like they would have we don't know where the dust court is well yeah it's in the prison or at least we don't know that I think so I don't know if I think it's on the prison island and that's why, like, they have the, like, starlight and the misting powers because, yeah. like, it's similar to how, like, dusk would be. So, like, like it's not full-on, like, Reese's night powers. Yeah. But, so that's what I think is that um, they came. If it was on the prison, it would literally be the only court that wasn't beautiful. Well, we don't, they, like, built the prison, so it didn't always look like that. Right. So, like, this happened, like. I picture it as small, like. I don't picture the land the prison is on big enough to fit a court. It is. It's small. They said it was like a tiny... They said that these people came from like a tiny island. Oh, okay. So that's what I think. But then I don't know where the like Avalon ones came from. Maybe they all came from there. Because the Avalon people also have the like I winnowing think they all like descended it. from it or something. Yeah. But that's just my two cents is that I think that um, they came from the dust yeah. court. Um... And then, what are... That's the only thing I had to say for this chapter. Let me see. Oh, we know that the horn only works when starlight flows through it. And that the two can't work without each other. Um, And then, so I remember when I was first reading this, and we got the line where, like, the horn can be healed by light that isn't light and magic that isn't magic. I immediately thought of, like, a medwitch or, like, synthetic magic, like, healing the horn. So the synthetic thing seemed weird to me. Like, remember when I first read the book, the, it just seemed so sci-fi to me. Like, the synthetic thing seemed weird. I thought it was more of, like... I just thought it was some, like, weird-ass riddle. Yeah. Or, like, 
I guess spell, which would make sense for a witch, but the synthetic thing, like, I don't know. I thought the end of this book was super sci-fi, so, like, I did not think... Yeah, I think it is pretty sci-fi I think the, like, actual category it's, like, listed, you can find it under sci-fi. Yeah. It's, like, sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. So, it, I did not, like, think of that at first. That's what, like, I don't know if they ever say synthetic magic, but they say synth. No. Oh. Do they? And I just related that to synthetic. I thought they do explain what synth is, and they say oh, it's, it's a like synthetic. synthetic. Okay, yeah. maybe they do, and I'm just forgetting that in this reread. Listeners out there, please correct us if they say synth. Or we synth. have a lot of fucking corrections. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you guys are like, these girls are fucking In wrong. our past episodes, we say so many wrong things. And Wait, we, what's the religious thing you said that was The wrong? pagans. Like, I said something <laughs> so wrong. We had, like, an argument about it. Yeah, and I was so wrong. So, like, please DM us and be like, Sorry. you guys are wrong, like... We're usually drinking wine, and my history facts can get a little wrong. Um, But that's what, like, my immediate thought was, that, like, they were going to use, like, a medwitch or something, which they end up doing that in the Mm -hmm. later chapters. Rune's like, let me contact a medwitch and see what they know. Yeah. See, at this point, I still wasn't even sure, like, the whole witch thing was hard for me to wrap my head around. That they fly on brooms. It's just weird that all the different types of fantasy characters are, like, crossed in this book. Well, it's because of the Asteri. That's why, like, the Fae are, like, they're not as powerful anymore because there's so many crossbreeding. Yeah. I think of it to how, like, how we can, like, like, not crossbreed people, but, like, when you, like, are, like, um... Me. Yeah. (laughs) I'm half Chinese, half Irish. Yeah. Or then it's also, like, not to, like, not relate this to dogs, like, when you crossbreed a dog Um, and you have, like, a mutt... Like, that's, yeah. like, kind of, like, how it is, too. Have you seen the cover of that Times article that came out a few years ago that was, like, in however many years, everyone's going to look somewhat yes. like this? And it's, like, a beautiful girl, but she's just a mix of, like, so many different cultures. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. But it would be more common then. Yeah, and that's what I kind of, like, very similar to this. Like, everybody's just been so, like, the hysteria, like, took different things from everybody to, like, what was the most nutritious, basically. Yeah. Ew. Disgusting. Um... But this chapter ends with, like, Hunt going outside to, like, take a phone call. And then he texts Bryce and was like, come on, we're going to the committeeum. He needs to, like, get his stuff. Mm-hmm. And Bryce is like, she wants to change. Which I kind of hated her outfit that she changed into. Red suede flats, white blouse, and jeans. And she, like, tucked it in. I was like, that I, is so not you. I totally picture it being, like, tucked into jeans and skinny jeans. I and then her wearing, um, like, a Gucci black belt. Yep, that's literally what I... chuggy. Yes, I pictured that too, and I was like, that is so, Like, you can kind of see, like, SJM's age with that outfit a little bit. But she didn't bit. say skinny jeans, she said tight jeans. Do you yeah. think that means... I thought I implied that tight in the butt. Uh, like, they could have been okay. flared. Yeah. But I feel like I just... I mean, I, I can picture. literally picture myself, like, on my way to chapter in skinny right. jeans with and like Tory a bubble necklace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. That's so funny. Um... Um, I also wanted to, um, point this, are you going to 30? I was going to go to 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. we're already in 30. Yeah. Um, I was going to point this out to where they describe the committeeum, and it is a, the glass enclosed atrium led to the four other towers of the complex, one for the city, city heads meeting rooms, the running of Lunatheon, one for Micah and residential and official office um like thousands of people lived and worked in the committeeum so it is like a giant glass four-story building so i was right four-story yeah there's five pillars of it 
oh, so what is this attitude? And we just was like, so I was there. And literally put her hand on her hip. I think that, I didn't mean to, but it worked with what I was saying. Okay, so how I picture it, though, is they're a little too old, but the presidential towers. No. It's literally what they just described. It's all connected to one thing, and there's, like, four different towers. But I picture them, like, all glass. I said they're a little old. Old. Okay. Okay, fine. (laughs) And then I was right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, okay, you explain the committee I'm looking at as tall as the fucking Sears Towers. I do think they're that big. So you think there's four of them? Yeah, I think they're huge. That's just wrong. They said thousands of people live in them. I'm sure thousands of people live in those presidential towers, for sure. How many people do you think live in this building? Well, it depends how many people, like, couples in a one-bedroom or, like, I mean, what, you have, like, 37 floors? Yeah. And how many are on each floor? Or how many, like, eight units? Eight or ten. So, what's ten times 37? 370. Look at that quick math. No, it's 3,000. It's not 300. 37, three, 37 times 10? Yeah. It's 370. You think there's 300,000 people? 370. Oh. Right? <laughs> it's 10? Yes. You're messing with my mind. 370 times 10 is... Or 37 times 10 is definitely 7... Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but you're saying 370,000 No. People. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but it's probably closer to 500 with, like, two bedrooms. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So it has to be bigger if there's thousands of people. Right, but, okay, so those are way bigger, so then double, so a thousand, probably more, but there's four towels. <laughs> four thousand, that's a few thousand. But some of them are office spaces. So? I think they're a little, I think they're, like, 45 floors tall. I bet Presidential Towers is, too. <laughs> Okay, we can probably have a podcast arguing over the committee, but we'll move on. Um, I also love how in this chapter we're in Hunt's POV, and he's just describing how everybody's afraid right, of him. We were one glass of wine in, and we literally couldn't do 37 times 10. <laughs> I, did, I thought it was 3,000. See, I just knew because if you multiply it by like 10 or 100, you just take the zero. Yeah, not my strong suit. <laughs> um, but thanks for interrupting me. Sorry. It's really stuck on the math part. <laughs> um, okay, but I love, or not love, I think it's kind of sad, but we're in Hunt's POV, and they're, like, walking through or whatever, and everybody's just, like, staring at him. People won't get in the elevator with him. And I just think it's so sad how everybody's scared of him, and he's probably so lonely because, like, he doesn't have any friends because no one wants to talk to him. It is sad. And I bring this up later, but, I mean, exactly how he is is how Baxian is viewed. Is that not his yeah, name? Yeah. Yeah. It's like exactly to a T. And it's like, oh, I never thought about that parallel. And that's very true. Like everybody just pictures them as this like vicious, like shadow I mean, I would death. probably be scared of them too. Right. But like, we don't know. Hunt's like just a nice guy and always looking out for the underdogs. Yeah. He also that doesn't try to put off like a nicer face. Yeah. He doesn't care at all. Um, and then... This is where we get the scene of, like, Bryce making fun of Hunt for only having 36 photos on his phone, and they're all of, like, dead bodies. No, they're not. 
Yeah, they are. Only it literally says that he doesn't take pictures of the people he kills. No, they're for the crime scenes. Not the ones for Micah. They're for the crime scenes. Hold on. Look, I don't take pictures of them. But it, yeah, they are of like dead bodies of the other ones. Sometimes for crime scenes. She says it. Like, keep reading. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, do you, what kind of phone do you picture? I picture him with a flip phone. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Why do we picture that? I don't know. Like, there's no way he has a smartphone. He wouldn't know how to use it. And I don't think he would ever want to use it. I totally picture a flip phone too. That yeah. is so funny. And like when she takes a picture, I literally picture it going like click, snap. Yeah. Same. Yeah. He definitely has a flip phone. Um, okay. Wait. I have a lot of bullet points. Are there things that you want to say? About the phone? No. <laughs> I don't have a lot. In this chapter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my next one was how... <laughs> When they're in the elevator, like this legionary was like <laughs> Emily thinks so low of me though. She thought the only thing I want to talk about in that chapter was her red suede shoes and his flip phone. <laughs> we're only like two pages into the chapter. You literally get done with your annotation so much faster than I do. I'm and fast. I never know what bullet points you have or not. Well, I know that you'll probably end up hitting on mine. Okay. And if you miss it, then I'll say mine. Okay. Well, <laughs> mine was how when they are in the elevator, the legionary was, like, checking her out. And Bryce, like, very slyly, like, asks if he's, um, like, who that legionary was. And then she, like, asks if Hunt's single. And I think that was, like totally her game from the get-go was to see like if he's single or like just kind of get a feel for it i don't think she was that planned out really yeah i think it was a more an opportunist yeah i mean like i think she like said that to then like ask that question i don't know i think you're reading into it a little too much i think when i first read it well i think i know when i first read it but i'm saying do you if are you if you're staying in an elevator and want to know? Are you like, oh, I should say this sentence in order for me to ask this? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't. I feel like she probably thought like, of it in that moment. But she was like flirting with him, so I think she was like, oh, this is a way for me to ask if he's single without like outright asking. Like, let's be talking about. I feel that. like if that thought crossed her mind, she would just say it because it's Bryce. Like she wouldn't okay. care. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But Hunt is single. <laughs> he is single. <laughs> um, you know what would be weird? You know how, what? like, time motivates us? I think about this a lot. You know how, like, time motivates us to do a lot of things in life? Yeah. Like, if you basically lived forever, how would you know, like... I just, like, how would you, like... Do you think they have a lot of boyfriends or less? I would think less because relationships just probably last and last a lot longer i mean i think it's probably like because you don't have to worry about like getting older or i don't know i feel like they probably have like more relationships but i bet they last really long times (laughs) but i think it's probably like situational based what do you mean like based on the person like maybe one person just like wants to just go and like like Bryce and like have sex with a line shifter in the bathroom. Well, that's not her boyfriend. I'm talking about like boyfriends. Oh. I wonder if relationships last really long times. Oh, I feel like they have less relationships, probably more partners. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> we find out Hunt did the drop. He used a government anchor right after his mom died. He's kind of spinwheeling and was just like, fuck it, let's do it. And he was only 28. Yeah. So this is so sad. I think it's really sad. So he, we find out that he did the drop with a public anchor. Um, and he was like, didn't even make a difference if I'd inherited the power of an archangel or a dormouse. Once the tattoos got inked on me five years later, it cut me off at the knees. Oh. And like, it just is sad. I mean, he has life been alone. Sucks. His life literally fucking sucks like i mean it makes sense why he basically hates everyone yeah and like that is like it's one of my bullet points later on in the chapter where we get kind of get or later on in the chapters where we get more about hunt is that like when we were first reading this i remember we were like i feel like i don't know hunt like i don't know anything about him and i think that was intentional because like i think hunt was like a shell of a person like he was just like kind of like going through the motions of life and wasn't really like actually living and that's why like we didn't get a lot of his thoughts because I don't think that he was like actually living his life it's interesting I wrote this because when we see his room how empty it is like you see he basically like again like you said like shell of a human shell of a life and that is the exact scene we get about Baxian, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I have a lot more sympathy for Baxian. And I think the problem almost is like, even though we get his POV, we're like, I feel like we don't know him. And I think it's more of us enjoying reading about their mask and their facade yeah. with, and then learning they're softer. Right. Which, since well, we get his thoughts, lot, we yeah. get a mix of it. Yeah. And it is just like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I wonder why that is. I don't know why we feel that way mm-hmm. and like because it's not universal at all uh-uh. and like we also I think we also feel this way too about him because like even when he does like talk about women is like he talks about their looks a lot first like he talked about how pretty Juniper was like Bryce's ass like talks about the oracle like how beautiful she is and like you made up this point when we were annotating like Reese was never like that and like Hunt is your like stereotypical like guy in that aspect yeah we also never got Reese's POV though so a lot of like what we assume about other characters it's us filling in the blanks to what we find attractive I mean we got a few Reese's POVs in Frost and Starlight (laughs) fuck that book (laughs) I love that I don't even remember it it just like makes me smile um but so Oh, this is Bryce also like asks Hunt if he regrets the rebellion and he was like no one's ever asked me that before and he like didn't have an answer and I mainly think he didn't answer because he didn't trust like the cameras everywhere in the committee um but I just think that's crazy that no one's ever thought to do you think he regrets it I think he does I don't know because I feel like that is just like to the bone who he is but i think he regrets how blindly he followed shahar yeah like i don't think he regrets what the rebellion stood for but i think he regrets like some of his actions in it okay i think i might not like hunt because he just gave up like obviously he can give up because a lot of bad things happened to him yeah. he's now a slave like a shell of who he was but like if he was fighting in the rebellion i feel like you would still see the bigger picture and he doesn't yeah that's true. Like, we don't get that, like, fighter of, like, fighting for the, like... Greater good. Like, fighting for the little people. Fighting for the underdogs. Like, everything that that General Hunt stood for in the rebellion. Like, we don't see that side right. of him as 
like at all. Like Reese went through went through like hell and back yeah. for 50 years and doesn't resent it at all. No. And like was not anywhere near how Hunt was. Mm-mm. And like we need our men to be men. Just kidding. Literally. I'm just kidding. Um but even like before that, like Reese went like Reese went through like two wars and then he was a prisoner for 50 years and it's like yeah, like he had You just, never see him be like, you know what? I was say, but like yes, it's My a very sucks. like poor me victim rather than being like, you know what? I'm happy that happened because at least I tried. Like, at least I wasn't standing by the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, we do get, like, Hunt does, like, kind of, like, fight back a little bit when he, like, kind of does that thing where he, like, starts to, um, he, like, turns on Bryce and, like, tries to buy the stuff from the Viper Queen and all that stuff. Oh, that's true. So, like, he does do that, but, like... I don't think that was planned out. No, that was not. that was, not like, a moment of opportunity. And you also did that by manipulating and lying. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so that's not, like, the best. I don't know. Like, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Like, we don't get that, like, fighter of who he used to be. Like, I want my therapist to read these books and tell us, like, why we have these opinions. Right, why we And other people a... don't. And, like, yeah. I don't know. And, like, like, there has to be, like, a difference. Mm-hmm. But I think that is so interesting to where, like, I'll see one thing and I'll think one thing and like you won't think that way or like but that's more about descriptions yeah I feel like we agree very well on like um the values of our characters yeah Yeah. their moral compasses Mm -hmm. yeah that's true we do have that like unified process um but so this chapter ends with um we switch like the ending is just quick in Bryce's POV as um oh wait I want to stop here at this last sentence so they knew that Micah was waiting outside because they could like feel his power oh that's what you thought that was what do you think it was I thought it was Sandriel's power I thought it was Micah just because that they had mentioned before that like you could feel his power like bringing oh okay I mean it could definitely be both both yeah but okay I think Micah is the hottest villain. Like, out of all the villains that we met, he definitely has to be. He, I don't, I've never seen fan art of him, though. I think I have. Isn't he blonde? I'm looking it up. But I'm just saying, not even how he looks, but how how they explain his power. Like, and also, like, how, like, he's all, he, like, purrs what he says. Right, and he is so so confident, he's so suave, Mm -hmm. um... Like, he... Because when I was reading this, I thought maybe Micah was Endgame. So did I. I was like, I think that's a real enemies to lovers. Same. More than her and Hunt. I was like, oh, I, I didn't could even see think it. Micah was an enemy at first. I just Neither didn't did I. really get Micah. I, me either. I was like, oh, like, he's, like, a kind of side character. Like, maybe... Because, like, Reese was kind of a side character in the first book. I was like, oh, maybe he'll, like, Right, and come he up. made people do terrible things, like, in the Night Court. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I thought... Just how they are explaining his power. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, I want to know more about him. But then, like, we obviously, he's not important. Yeah, but he is. I think he is one of my favorite villains. I like yeah. him. Yeah. Ooh, I thought you would always be an Amarantha girl. She's my 100% favorite, yeah. but I do like him as a villain. Yeah, he is a really good villain. I do agree. Um, okay, so do you want to start off 31? Yeah. So um, they realized the people standing there and next to Micah is Sandriel, 
who is um, Shahar's twin sister. So how do we picture them? I want to kind of discuss that because I don't have a super clear picture of what I think they look like. So I picture them like very tall and muscular, kind of like, um, not at all, like kind of like Serena Williams body frame. What? <laughs> yeah, and then like super... Sh- is probably, they, is, I thought like they are supposed to be str- like, not that Serena Williams isn't like gorgeous, but like I thought they were supposed to be like models. So like I pictured it more as like powerful and like not as much like model pretty but more it's just like strikingly powerful see i was thinking like dangerously pretty like a black haired angelina jolie no i pictured them like like always in like a high power pony yeah and like um honey brown hair okay so i picture like angelina jolie but like really long black hair i'm gonna look up what sandrill's fan art is because i don't know Wow, I don't. Yeah, totally <laughs> opposite. that at all. That is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, not that. See, that could be Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yours is. I don't think like, I read more like descriptions like, okay, of what oh, characters Oh, like a Maleficent. Like... like how Angelina Jolie is in Maleficent okay. is how I picture them, obviously without the horns and stuff. Okay. I could see that a little bit. I don't know. I just picture just like. Buff? Yeah. I don't know why. They're buff in my mind. They are like... <laughs> I don't think though I've ever pictured a character like that. They are the only people I've ever pictured like that. You know me, I'm usually... Like, I picture like, Bryce stronger than these bitches. Oh, I don't. But, like, for some reason, I always pictured the female leads, like, smaller and daintier. But, like, they are the only two that I don't. Which, maybe that's... I need to psychoanalyze myself. We change a lot about what we think characters look like. I was re-listening to, like, our podcast, and then one I was like, no, I picture Bryce cheerleader Kourtney Kardashian. The other one was like, no, I picture her (laughs) 5'6". Like, whatever. Okay, but I definitely pictured Sandra and Shahar different. So, anyway, she's standing there, and Um, we learned that Isaiah's, like, get down, like, you're supposed to bow or, like, get on your knees. And Hunt is physically, like, basically in... I think he's having lightning PTSD. Form. Yeah, like, I think he was just, like... I mean, it says he was a live trembling wire. Yeah. Like, I think his, like, sparks or lightning was, like, going everywhere throughout his body. Yeah. And Bryce is, like, what's happening? Fuck. Like, you need to calm down. And I love that she doesn't bow either. Yeah. And what she does is so... I fucking loved it. Fucking funny. Yeah. Like, she just, like, whips out her phone and starts, like, taking pictures of him. And the best part is that she turns around and takes a selfie with I him. I fucking love that. I that thought was it was so, so funny. Yeah. But I mean, I think it also, like, I love how Hunt was just, like, like, how SGM describes it. She was, like, lost, stranded, between terror and rage. And, like, I think that's why his powers were going off. Because, like, I think he had no control over them. Oh, yeah. I think it's somewhere, I mean, Bryce didn't have powers here. But yeah. when she left, um, oh, that deal with that vampire or whatever. And she got so mad, she, like, shattered her glass. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then when she was being so interrogated, like, broke yeah. the table. Yeah. Like, I think it's just, like, a blind rage. Yeah. A rage daze. Rage Isn't that days. what they say yeah, in the second yeah. book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. And then this is where, like, Micah's kind of pissed because Bryce shouldn't even be there. And then Bryce, like, covers up for a hunt. And then this is, like, Micah purred, I'd like to take you out to dinner. And Bryce is, like, not interested. Yeah. Love which, that. 
I don't know if I would have had the balls to say that. I feel like it's hard to have the balls to even say that, like, to an ugly person. <laughs> so true. I probably would have just been like, uh, and just, like, walked away. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you're <laughs> so funny. I don't hey. know why it's hard to, like, I was watching this TikTok, and the girl was saying how, like, some guy went up to her and was like, oh, like, I'd, like, have your number. And instead of, like, making up some excuse, she's just like, no, I'm not interested. And they were like, oh, like, okay. Why like, I don't know why we feel weird saying like, that. Yeah. Okay, I also, like, I have this feeling, or not this feeling, but, like, there's no reason for me to be angry. But sometimes I get so angry that, like, not angry, but, like, guys just feel that they can just walk up to you and just, like... Yeah, but then you like complain if, the other way, too. Yeah, true. But, like, if I'm showing no interest, like, what makes you feel so special that, like, you can come up to me and, like, interrupt whatever conversation I'm having because you like me? I think it takes a lot of bravery, though. Yeah, I... And I think that's I mean, why we like, feel bad, like, saying no. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't always feel that way. Just sometimes I just get angry about it. Yes, not enough people hit on me. <laughs> <laughs> you also were in a relationship, so... I also, yeah, I probably just, like, have a resting bitch face all the time. Yeah, I probably do, too. I'm just like, don't talk to me. Get away Ew. from me. <laughs> but there's no reason for me to feel that way. Like, I should be flattered that someone does that. But instead, I'm like, what makes you feel so special that you can come up to me and ruin my night? I will pay you to say that to someone. <laughs> no, I actually, I don't. That would be so sad. I would feel real bad. I I'd probably go back and be like, you know what? Let's have a drink. Like, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, it's like that one guy this past weekend, he felt so defeated because yeah. his friend was hotter. And I was like, get on your feet. It's not you a can pity do party. It. We're going to be confident. Like, mm -hmm. let's dance, have silly. Who cares what people think? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like... I don't always feel that way, so maybe I'll change about it, but. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bryce just flat out denies Micah, which is Love hilarious. It. Go, Bryce. Um, wow, I lost my spot. We switched to Hunt's POV, and he, it's just kind of like the same scene, but, like, in Hunt's mind. Um, but, like, they're, like, leaving or whatever, and he's, like, replaying all of that in his head. What? I oh. And this is where, like, they were, the elevator was taking too long, so Hunt's, like, we can go out the landing. I'll right. have to carry I love you. how Bryce was, like, protecting Hunt in this scene. Me too. I, I thought that was really cute. I she, like, it. noticed, like, he is... And Bryce always stands up for what's right. Like, I really yeah. like that of her. Without even, like, blinking or, like, thinking twice. She, she never gets intimidated. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and then they go to the top and mm -hmm. fly away. Um, I think I had more on here. When you picture them flying through the city, do you picture them... <laughs> With their legs just dangling underneath them, or are they more horizontal? Um, I picture them, like, back. Like, they're, like, like Superman. Okay. Yeah. So, like... I think I pictured them with the legs <laughs> dangling. So, okay, I had a really tough time when I was reading Akatar on how they would carry them. Like at first, I thought they just like, like oh, that's how I picture it. Like but now like a I baby. think, but now I think they carry them like this, and then like the arms are wrapped around the neck. Like at first, I thought they just like oh no, I picture them. the arms wrapped around the neck. Yeah. So like at first, I literally just pictured like if I went behind you to like crack your back and just like help oh you. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Like, that's how I pictured it no. at first. And yeah, then I, I was like, this. oh, no. Because then they're like, oh, my cheek was up against his yeah. chest. And I was like, oh, okay. They're but I do the picture legs. their legs just, like, vertically underneath them but dangling. Like, okay, I do think that, like, 
in Akatar when like Cassian has to carry like Lucian or something. Like I do think he just grabs him like that. Like I don't think he carries him like a baby. I picture him carrying like a baby stone, oh, which makes it just I really know. funny. I picture him just like grabbing. But him then they're like, like butt to dick. Yeah. Oh, true. Maybe he just carries him with like one arm. Cassian totally could. <laughs> like a baby carrier. <laughs> Pop him in. Just strap him in. Yeah. Maybe we should like design that. We can sell it to all the Illyrians. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah, I bet we'll make as much money as we make from this podcast. <laughs> we'll be rich. Um. Um. So, oh wait, oh I have other. Wow, I took more chap notes on this chapter. So they're flying. Okay, I was a little bit confused. Is the Angel's Gate in the Bone Quarter or no? Um. Let's check. I don't think so. The Bone Gates. Are you talking about the Bone Gates? But then it talks about the angel's court or angel's gate. So it says, bone quarter looming behind it. To the left, he could make out the walls of the city and then the wide open land beyond the angel gates. So is their city encompassed within walls, like similar to how, like, yeah, is this a wall? A, yeah. It's kind of like the rise and like right. FBA is okay. what I think of. And then beyond that is angel's gate, just like. Where do you see? I don't even see. Uh, angel. Bottom of page oh, the 314. River um, the Merchant's Gate. Oh, the Angel's Gate's up there. Oh. It's by the committee. Um, so that makes sense why they saw it, because they probably... So it's it. just, like, rolling green outside of that? Yeah. Okay. That was also one of my notes, is that, like, um, a beautiful city in the midst of a beautiful countryside. So it's... I almost pictured it, like, um, what's that movie? Like, something in Tuscany? Like the vineyards in Tuscany, almost. Okay. Outside of there, that's what I picture. Okay. Out that way. And then I thought it was like inter- I get a California vibes from Crescent City, like Palos Verdes is a lot of hills, and you have Napa Valley, and you have like L.A. with all the like that, yeah. and like you get the like stucco, like very like beachy vibes from it's it. It's just weird because I don't find it like a happy sunshine place. Oh, I do. Like I just picture it more like gloomy, rainy. I don't, I picture it like bright sun every single day, like 70s, 80s. It's just weird. Yeah. It's just a weird mix because like you said, like kind of like Manhattan, 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 Manhattan. Manhattan is not like a sunny fucking city. Yeah, that's true. I think I'm switching my view from it being to Manhattan to more California. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm switching. Um, so I thought it was interesting how they said in Pandora, the cities are a little more than pens for the veneer to trap and feed on the humans and their children. So it's just really crazy to me how Pangera is so less, like, developed. But, I mean, I thought that at first, but then, like, you think of, like, our, like, Earth. Yeah. And, like, you look at places like Nigeria and Africa and, like, those aren't right. as developed. Uh-huh. Or, like, in, like, the Middle East, like, those aren't super developed. So I think that was the, like game she was going for that's true is that like there are like all of these because we've never had we've never read a book where there are different like continents essentially right well hybrid yeah but yeah that's true i guess i thought of this yeah but we don't have any details about what it's like okay and we don't know what the other because there's three in um right we don't know what the other continent looks like okay that's a good point um Um, oh do you want to talk about how Hunt was like, oh, you said no to Micah. Yeah. And Bryce 
Do you want to read it or do you just want to talk about that paragraph? Well, Bryce basically is like, that's the problem with like you and the rest of the world mm-hmm. to think I just exist. I exist just to find someone like him. That of course I can't be genuinely not interested because why wouldn't I want a big strong male to protect me? I loved that so much so fucking relatable as being like a single girl in their 20s yeah and like the whole like i don't need no man yeah like um, preach it bryce you're preaching to the choir yeah and like i love how bryce has that perspective but like it made me love bryce more but it just made me so annoyed at hunt yeah like i get it he is a lot older but i don't know like he did grow up with like that mentality of how women were back then he's not very empowering women yeah and like but I love that Bryce said that because, like, that is so true. Like, men literally think, like, especially the type of men that, like, Hunt is being portrayed as, is that, like, all we as women want is to find a man that's, like, rich and powerful that can take yeah. care of us when, like, in reality, like, that is like, no, you farther want from the truth. Like, no, you want a partner. You want equal. Yeah. Like, you want again, equal. like, like You want someone who, like, sees you just as they do and, like, wants you to be stronger and, like... Right. So I think... That is why we struggle liking Hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that their relationships like that, you know, but he... And so maybe, like, I mean, Bryce taught him a lot. I feel like yeah. Bryce really helped Hunt grow as a person. I, Where I guess in the other ones, it was more the male lead teaching yeah. the woman, like, change your frame of thinking. Like, Feyre, you don't want this life. Right. Where you're doting on someone, you're just going to be someone's wife. Like, there's more to life than that. There's yeah. more to a partner than that. I do think that this is more about Hunt's, like, eye-opening experience and Hunt changing, like, his mindset and, like, him taking off the rose-colored glasses and yeah. less about Bryce's character development. It is funny because you know how I always say, like, I don't love Feyre. And yeah. maybe that's why because... I think she wrote Hunt to be not lovable. Right. Kind of like how she writes Feyre to not be lovable. Yeah. And, like, yeah. But I did love Bryce in that moment. I know, me too. I love how she says panties in the middle of it. I didn't even know this. Who says that? Who says the word panties? Like, I'm bound to drop my panties. Which, that kind of goes to what I'm saying is, like, we were talking about this earlier. Like, there was... Never mind. But anyways, it ends with um, Hunt asking her if he, if Bryce is going to go with him to the Oracle tomorrow. And she's like, no fucking chance. Do you want to pop this one? Pop this, pop this one. <laughs> Start off or... Um, I can't. It doesn't matter. Go for it. Wait, what is that? <laughs> Sorry. It's the quote. Is it from 31st Jump or whatever? 42nd Jump Street? 21st Jump Street where he's like, pop your fucking assholes. <laughs> See what I'm talking about? I've heard that. People definitely know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, stop popping each other's His assholes. assholes. Yeah. I think it is. Anyways, okay, so 32, Hunt is going to the Oracle, and... Okay. We find out that this is the word that we could not think of before. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wait, it's not in this one. It's in the next chapter. We're in 32. Oh. Yeah. This uh, is where, uh, like, uh, they're just okay, at their apartment. Okay, you talk about 32. Okay, so, like, they're just at their apartment, um, hanging out. This is when, um, um, oh, okay, no, no, no. I was wrong. This is 
Hunt drops Bryce off at, at work. Hunt's like, I don't want to go in there. Like, that's the last thing I want to do after seeing Sandra. He's just going to wait outside. Um, but he does go to the apartment. No, they're walking back to the oh, apartment. Oh. And then Micah calls him and it was like, I have a job for you. Mm-hmm. And Micah strictly did that because Bryce turned him down. Right, he was, like, punishing him. Yeah, he was punishing Hunt for that, which yeah. is, like, total bullshit. But Bryce is also starting to notice that, like, under the Umbra Mortis face, Hunt is literally just some, like, normal guy. Yeah, he's literally just, like, a guy that wants like to watch baseball. Like, or Flynn or yeah. Rain, you know. He just wants to watch baseball and wear his hat backwards. Um, so this is where, like, Hunt, take like, walks her to the apartment, and then he's like, I gotta go, and then we get this, like, heartbreaking scene of Hunt, like, killing this guy. I do wish we got more of that. I know. Um, it's just like a lot of self-loathing, basically. Though, mm-hmm. like Hunt was like, until the arm he outstretched was distant, until the gun he aimed was just a piece of metal, and he's like, it's always the same words, please, please, please. Um, so it's just. And then he goes back to the bar- barracks. Yeah. And he takes like super, super scalding hot showers, like after he like has to do one of these deeds. And then it was just so sad when he came back and Bryce was like, I record the Sunball game. Yeah, and he's like, I'm it. going to bed. And he like doesn't even look at her. which is so like, sad. I know. It makes, that was a moment where I felt really sad for Hunt. It is like, his life is just awful. Yeah. And now 33, now Hunt's at the Oracle's okay. tent. Yeah. So Hunt went to the Oracle and we get a description of the Oracle and she's a... Sphinx. Yes. Which is what we were trying to think of. I think we were saying like shrinks or like... I have no idea what we were trying yeah. to say. I like re-listened to it and I'm like, we're fucking idiots. And <laughs> I still couldn't find it online because they couldn't think of the word. We were saying like Greek something. Yeah. Who um, knows? So he's there and I kind of want to talk a little bit about... Well, one, who's Agnes? Where do you see that? Oh, it's um, one of their gods. Oh, okay. That's like how, like, they say, like, it. Luna and something like that. We don't know. Okay. So, what is the oracle? One, I had a question. Is it, like, the bone carver where he just, like, knows all truth? Like, he just has that think, power because he's, like, he's the death god. But, like, she can communicate through the gods. And then, also, is she placed by the, the Asteri? Like, she can't be. No, I think she's just, like, a magical being because... Oracles are really common in, like, other fantasy TV shows. I always thought an oracle was the same as, like, a prophecy. That's what I think, too, is they can, like, see the future. Right. Um, I was trying to... I have no service in your house to Google search what an oracle means. Oh, I guess Um, I don't have either. I just have to... um, You don't have my Wi-Fi? No, it just says they provide wisdom and insight to counsel a prophetic prediction so it's basically how i saw my medium i think but a medium can talk to the dead an oracle can't i think an order oracle... and i think the oracle's a little more sure yeah like i think they can just see i kind of think of it also how like in hercules there are the fates and the fates can like see your future i like haven't seen hercules that's what well i'm also reading like a, or i read a touch of darkness and they talk about the fates and okay. like they talk about the fates and um from blood and ash too okay so do you see her, like, I see her, like, pacing back and forth this, like, big room with fire behind her? No, I just see her literally just sitting there, like, legs crossed, and, like, she's just sitting there just, like, this gorgeous, like, long blonde hair, and just, like, in, like, the, like, old Roman gowns. Oh, so I picture her in animal form. I don't at all. I know she is, because that's what, like, sphinx are, like, part, like cheetah or something she said she blinked wings rustled yeah 
but I don't picture that. Though. I just picture this like gorgeous, like I picture like a model. Yeah. Okay, I picture like prowling back and forth, like across all this like fire and smoke. I do picture a lot of fire and smoke too, and like curtains billowing. Yeah. But so basically, Hunt is there oh, because. Wait. I wanted to talk about how when Hunt steps in, it says it reeks of sulfur and roasted meat. Yeah, it's gross. Which, like, we just described this, like, very, like, euphoric-looking room, but then it just reeks. Like, that's just, that's a disgusting scent. Ooh, wait, the smell of sulfur is, like, the raw egg smell. Yeah, and then mixed with meat. Well, it says roasted meat. Ugh, that's disgusting. Emily's a vegetarian, yeah. so to me that sounds, like, kind of yummy. No. Huh. Fuck no. I would literally puke walking I mean, in that sulfur room. sounds gross. It's like yeah. hard-boiled eggs. Yeah. Just what you eat. Okay. I, you. I love a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Casey eats like six eggs a day. Gotta get that protein. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> I'm trying to look like Sandra but <laughs> Start just cracking the eggs in your mouth. Literally told someone this at St. Patrick's, like, yeah, I used to do the CrossFit gym. They looked at me and they're like, oh. I was like, yeah, I didn't laugh. I did Clearly. for about a week. <laughs> um, is that? Okay. Oh, so. Oh, she, I would, what? Well, like, this is another thing that annoys us about Hunt is how, like, he commented on how beautiful the Sphinx was. Yeah, it's just a lot. Like. He always comments on other women's beauty. I also get it from Hunt's point of view, right. but, like, you could also try to explain the characters without making it be, like, from Hunt's perspective. Yeah. Exactly. Like, she could write it a little bit different, so it's not always, Or just like, say something that infers she's beautiful. Right. He's like, she's fucking beautiful. Like, never... It's yeah. always, like, I've never seen... And that's seen... why I didn't think that Hunt was endgame for the last... Me too. Of time. So yeah. I'm like, how do you find everyone beautiful? He was like, I forgot what to do with my body because she was so beautiful. Like... Reese wouldn't say that if no, another wouldn't. girl walked also, in the room. Also, Reese is hot enough or like, I think it's the confidence. Hunt is just it's not the self-loathing of himself? Yeah. I think it's like a lot of insecurities. Yeah. I could see that. That he always thinks, he doesn't realize. He's not worth love. He's yeah. not worth attractive women. Yeah. He doesn't think himself is attractive. Like, So that's why he like yeah. always thinks of other people. I would people's. be curious if there's any boys who have read Crescent City. Like, I wonder if they have a big soft spot for Hunt, because they, like, understand. Any boy listeners out there, please DM us if you guys... Or men listeners. Yeah, men. Sorry. Men. I don't know when I'm going to switch out of that habit. I just called someone at work a boy. <laughs> you need to stop. Is that inappropriate? I think so. Because, like, my boss... Is we were talking about someone, I was like, I was like, oh, well, he's a boy. <laughs> Some he's 45 year old portfolio <laughs> manager. I don't want to work with him. He's a boy. <laughs> he has cooties. Oh boy. He makes 10 times more than I do. Mm. Um, okay, so what's interesting is that she calls him Lord of Lightning. She knows his actual name. Mm-hmm. And basically, she's the one who says people are looking for the horn to open the northern rift. Yeah. We find out that it can be fixed. Um, and then she asks him if he knows what happened during Bryce's, like, reading. Yeah. Is that what you, you I would call it? it a reading. Okay. Um, okay. Then. And what was interesting, so what do you think she means by, you remind me of that which was lost long ago. I had not realized it might ever appear again. 
So I have that too. And I thought it was like, oh, maybe it had something. Because, like, I think that Hunt's father was that, like, Thur in the second book. Right. And, like, maybe, like, that. And then I was like, oh, maybe she knows that, like, because, like, we think at the end of the second book, Hunt, like, loses himself. And she's referencing oh. that. And she's like, I didn't think, like... You'd ever come back. Yeah. But then I thought maybe what if Hunt somehow, like, goes to a different world. I was thinking maybe it was just, like, an ancestor or something. Mm. But then I felt like we should have already been introduced to that. But maybe it is that picture. What if it also... So, like, we know that, like, Hunt's descendant upon the Serafina or Seraphim or whatever. Serafina's a restaurant. (laughs) It's like the wing people in Akatar. They're like S E R A P. These. It's like what um, I have, I have no sir. I thought those were just women. No. Um. How do we know that? Cause I looked it up, and his wings. Give me your phone. Okay. It's. You're looking for apartments. <laughs> Trying to compare prices. Where's your? Oh, you got the update. Okay, I'll keep talking. Yeah. Um, I look this up. And then so. Okay, I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So these people, the Seraphim, they're the people that Draken and Miriam are. They have wings that represent angels. We know that the Asteri Okay, so I people. wasn't that far off. They're the yeah. ones who have the legion of all women. Oh, I didn't know they were all women. I'm pretty sure. That's who, like, Nesta and all of them are trying to, like, No, those model. are Valkyries. Oh, but, yeah, aren't they... Weren't the Valkyries the ones who, like, saved Miriam? Miriam? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Like, that one with the smaller wing. Oh, fly Neil, Went in and, like, saved Neil her. Or yeah. Noel, something yeah. like that. Um, but I think there are males, too. But, like, we know Hunt's descendant upon that line of fae. Like, all these people in Crescent City are some form of fae. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think that, like, maybe it's like, oh, you were a lost breed of that. Like, she never thought she'd see that ancestral line again. Or something. I don't know. Wow. People must know Agatar books so good. I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Okay. Moringan? Morgan? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, <I> that <laughs> cramp in my shoulder. <laughs> Have I told you that my shoulder's been vibrating lately? No, but I get cramps in my shoulder if it hurts to laugh oh, or like breathe. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's how I pronounce her name in my head. Morgan. Is it? It's Morgan. I mean, have you listened to an audiobook? Is it say Morgan? Morgan? No, I haven't either. But some people from podcasts pronounce names different. It's when they listen to audiobooks. So I've heard people call her more like Morgan, mm-hmm. and then Morgan, which that's what I say. You literally just said the same no. two things. More again or Morgan? Oh. Well, Moringan. <laughs> Moringan. Oh, what type of blades? In the battle. What type in of the, blades? In the end of Akawar. I thought they were like crescent shaped. Seraphin. Like imagine if you know those books so well oh, that you wow. know the answer to that. 
Hmm. Wait, I'm going to look at the Valkyrie thing because I'm pretty sure they're all women. But I don't think the Valkyrie are the Seraphim. I thought that was what their legion was. Like, you know how, what are the Bat Boys to have Reese? Illyrians? Yeah, how Illyrians are in the Night Court. I don't think Yeah, they're... all the Valkyries are female. Yeah, all the Valkyries are female, but I don't think they're Seraphims. Let me see. I think Seraphims. Can... I love how when you look up Akatar questions as if they're real people, like, there's answers. Because, like, Draken has wings and he's not a man. Or he's not. <laughs> no, I know, but Reese has wings. He's not Lyrian. Yeah, but I think that, like, females can also be seraphins and not part of the Valkyries. And males can also I know. be seraphins. I'm saying the seraphins are their warriors and oh. they're only women. Oh, maybe. I but thought they're you were within saying that, seraphines. I thought you were saying that no males can have wings. No. I'm saying Oh, okay. Only we're on the same be... page. Yeah, okay. we're on the same page. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll look this up on our own. Okay, so we learn that the Oracle tells Hunt, do yourself a favor and keep well away from Bryce Quinlan. Do you think that means he's going to die? Okay, so at first I thought that. When I first read it, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But now second time around, I just think the Oracle was just being fucking jaded from, like, Bryce's visit with her and, like, how she, like, went blind. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like, I think she is just, like, pissed off at Bryce. Like, I don't think that has any prophecy to it. Maybe. I just feel like SJM wouldn't do that, though. But, I mean, we now know at the end of the second book, like, I mean, if Hunt would have stayed away from her, Hunt probably would be free and fine now. Yeah. So maybe that's all it's... True. I still think that, like, we will know. I'm hoping that by the third book... All of these loose ends make sense. They freaking better. Like, I also don't... There are so many loose ends to tie up, though. Like, I also don't know why the fuck we're only getting three books when there's four houses. Why is she following the houses if she's not going to give us four? I don't know. Also, I just can't believe we've been reading 1,600 pages to... I don't know if we have one storyline that's ended. No. Like, I don't think we have one storyline that ties up. Makes sense. Bryce and We still don't know about Sabine. We don't know about them on... The Modern King. We don't know about who Rune is going to be with. We Mm-mm. don't really know about Fury. We don't know about Bryce and Hunt. Like, we don't yeah. know about Therian. Like, it's yeah. a lot. There's a lot that's not... Unless you died, we don't have anything else tied yeah. up. Baxian, what the fuck is his storyline going on right now? I don't need any more of Danica's story. No, please, God. If the third book... If the third book mentions Danica's name, I'm not reading it. Yeah, I'm literally throwing it out my window I'm literally imagine if they're like Danica's in Printhian oh my fucking god <laughs> can you imagine I would probably like, what if they're like Danica's in the cauldron that would ruin Akatar for me oh, and me I think too. my life I don't know what I would live for anymore I don't know either what are you looking at Akatar books oh you're like looking over my head just admiring them I have the Juniper Akatar books and they're, they're gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, I'm so jealous. Um, okay, so 34 picks up with Bryce and Rune waiting for Hunt to come out of the Oracle's Park. Um, Bryce notices that Hunt looks like white as death. She's like, what the fuck's going on? Um, also, I didn't really realize that like Rune and Bryce were just like waiting for him. I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, well, they both refused to go in because they both had horror stories. Yeah. Um... 
they find out that the acolyte that was murdered was also the one that was there when the horn was taken. Um, this is when Rune's like, oh, maybe I'll go to a med witch to get some insight about like something that would help fix the horn, which I called that. And I, you did you call that? Yeah, in the I called first it time? in the first book. When we were first reading it, I texted it to you. I have text proof. Okay, so I thought this was a really, really interesting line. The witches obey the Asteri. They have, they have had millennia of unbroken loyalty. Which one I think is why Jessica has like removed herself. <gasps> I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's why in the second book the med witch Rune is like engaged to is has to be so secretive mm. because. Wow, I think you're so right, and that's why Jessica deflected. Mm-hmm. That has to be one of the like core reasons you as think to so why. Too. Yeah. Which I always wondered, like we talked about that in an earlier podcast, like why like did she deflect? Mm-hmm. And I think that wow, I'm so glad you caught that. I might skim, but I catch everything mm, important. Whatever. <laughs> um Wow. I know. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I read that and I literally had no thought on it. Interesting. I hope we get more Jessica. Oh, and I also had a question right here as well. Okay, I don't, this is probably just me forgetting, and they probably explain it later. When do you find out you're starborn? Once you do the drop? So I Or do they just know because they're the Autumn King's kids? So I thought that Rune found out he was because he was able to pull the sword out. And no one knows Bryce is. Right, but she doesn't find out until she makes the drop. Well, no, she, like, knows because she's able to blind those people. That's why she, like, backed out of Rune's life. But I don't think she knew, like, just how. Like, maybe she didn't oh. know. Also, sorry, I forgot to mention this before. I think what blinded the oracle was she saw the starlight. So, okay, I have that in one of my other notes because Bryce talks about oh, it. Oh, shoot, that's this chapter. But, like, I don't think that's what blinded her. I think it's because Bryce goes into another world and I think she's trying to see into another world and she couldn't see into Printhian. But it said it horrified her. And I think it's because, like, she got blinded because, like, she can only see into their world and she was, like, literally trying to view because Bryce, like, literally world hops. So, like, I think it'd be one of those, like, maybe Bryce's power blinded her on accident and that's why. But I also think it's because, like, Bryce moves worlds. I think it was Bryce's power. I think... I don't know. I'm 50-50. Because Bryce can harness, like, a shit ton of power that we learned in the second book. Like, I think she saw that. Yeah. And it, like, literally blinded her. Because isn't that one of Bryce's powers that she blinds them? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think, like, I think that, but then I also could think that it's because, like, Bryce moves worlds. Hmm. And, like, she can't see into another world. Something like that. Um... But I don't know when you find out that you're starborn. Okay. And this is where we also get... When the Fae drop. Um, we learn about Bryce making her drop. And about her meeting the Autumn King for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then they see that vase that has the, like, Crystallis demon on it. Um, and it's just being killed like normal. Like, they're... Bryce and Hunt are back at the library or her work and um they get a they find like an image of like the demon and it's from Parthos which we know is like 
the library from before um, the Asteri, and that's what we think is in Jespa's um, gallery, is like all those books from there. Which I thought it was interesting that like... Okay, the Oracle had to have go blind because of looking at her power. You're still on that? Yeah. She had to have. I don't know. I mean, I originally thought that when I first read it, and then I only had this thought, like, literally when I was annotating. But why would she react that way? Because I think, like, she, the Oracle is supposed to be living in, like, Midgard, and I think since Bryce moves worlds, I think, like, she physically cannot view Bryce's future anymore because she's not in Midgard anymore. So she got blinded. Because she was trying to see something that's not in her world. But she clawed at her own eyes. Yeah, I think, like, because, like, the Oracle's power is to see the future. Okay. And I think that, like... She doesn't see everything, though. Like, when Hunt asks her questions, she's like, they're not disclosing that to me right now. Yeah, and I think it's because, like, I think in Bryce's case, like, she moved worlds and, like, she saw that in Bryce's future and, like, that's why. All right, we're going to bet on it. All right, book three. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, book three. Mark it. Which we bet. Um, dinner. Okay. Bottle of wine. And we get to choose the dinner place. Fine. Okay. <laughs> we'll live record from it. Emily's about to take me to an expensive house yeah, steakhouse. Yeah, right. Whatever. Um, we'll see. Okay, so the vase. Um, to find out that the crystallis demon can be killed normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hunt gets a call from Isaiah saying that they can go see Philip Briggs in prison or he's coming to the committeeum to their interrogation rooms and then Hutt and Bryce get in a little like spat about like Danica and whatnot and then Bryce kind of has like like Hunt leaves and then like Bryce kind of has a little like meltdown yeah she does bringing up poor Lele is like he could be like one of your friends who like have been alone for so long yeah also, I don't agree really with people saying that Bryce is mean to Lele. Yeah, she snaps at her sometimes, but I don't I think, think so. I think that's like a normal friendship. Yeah, I think like, so too. I don't think she's mean to Lele at all. I don't think so either. I think it's like sisterly love. Yeah, I agree. We're mean to our sisters all the time. A hundred percent. So 35 starts off with... Um, they're at the Comidium, but they're, like, in the basement going to meet with Briggs. Um, I don't have too much on this, actually. Wait, yeah, I kind of do. Um, we also get the... <laughs> that is longer than any one of my chapters I've ever written on. Oh, my God. Really? Look at mine. And I think this is a really long... Most of mine... Look at my notes. I write down everything, though. And it like, doesn't make sense. Like, my notes don't make sense. I write down, like, full sentences, and then also, like, when they switch POVs, I put that in there. Wow, I go, end of 316. Don't love that. Multiple stuff. Multiple <laughs> stuff. That's why. Okay. Um, oh, we get the year. It's 15-0-35, and they're in April. I was about to say, same here. It's not. No, it's March. March. Um, I believe it's March. I know. Oh, Bryce has this little mental dialogue with herself where she's like, I wonder whose first light powers my phone, my stereo, or my coffee machine. I was thinking about pointing that out. I didn't, but I feel like it's still a question if first light actually powers stuff or not. Like, if it really exists. I, I'm, like, 80-20. Like, I 
I literally think the Asteri are just using it all, and I think they, like, have electricity, like, some form of electricity, and they're lying. I have no idea. I, like, honestly don't know. I'm not sure. I oh, think yeah. I need to, like, reread the end part of the second book. Um, again, listeners, if you guys have any, like, quotes or parts of the book where you're like, oh, this, like, it exists or doesn't exist, please DM us, because that's something. Do you have a favorite quote from this book? No. I do, but slightly at the end. But that's the my only friends one. are with me, and I'm not afraid. Not that one. It's the then let them know. Like my first act of freedom was to like oh. save you or something. Maybe like I don't know. It's just I don't know this book as much as I know like Akatar because it's too detailed. I mean, how yeah could you like I can't I, before the second book I wanted to reread it, and I couldn't even bring myself to because it's a lot. I know. I'm going to reread both of them before the third book for sure because it will probably be a couple oh, years. Yeah. But, like, I know Akatar, like, every single chapter what happens, every quote, and I can't tell you one quote or, like, I'm not with scene. Silver Flames. Oh, I, I love Silver Flames. I know that one very well. I didn't like it at first, my first read, but my second and third, I like it more. I like it better my second reread. My yeah. problem was, though, is I got bored in it, and the second reread doesn't make it any more interesting. Mm. More than, more so, because I know that, like, there's a point to it, but it was really slow for me. I think a lot of it is setting up for, like, there's so much in Silver Flames that connects these two. Yeah. I think that's what it was a lot. Um, so, they're interviewing Briggs. Um, he How went, do we picture Briggs? I picture him kind of like um, Eminem and 8 Mile. <laughs> You're insulting my dream man. Eminem is your dream man. Yeah, you know that. I have a Slim Shady shirt I wear to bed sometimes. Blonde Eminem, Slim Shady. I had an orgasm watching the Super Bowl. I'm not even kidding. I... Eminem, I... Oh. That could not be farthest from my dream man. Okay, he's not number one, but he's top five. Eminem, Daniel Craig... <laughs> I cannot believe that, like, I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry if I offend any of our male listeners. I do not find male, blonde men attractive. Okay, so I always say, like, tall, dark, and scruff are attractive, but then everyone I date has light hair, and then I think at Eminem, like, and it's it's not because he has blonde hair, it's because he has dyed blonde hair. So my first boyfriend had blonde tips and his ears pierced. Okay, I mean, like, my first crush was Lance Bass, but then I've really done a 180, because, mm-hmm. like, now I love Sync. He's actually gay now, so... Like, I just love tattoos, piercings, like... (laughs) I mean, like, my dream guy is literally, like, beard and, like, lots of hair. Like, a nice, like, lumberjack. Then I also love, like, a nice, like, British boy. I'm not a pretty boy girl. No, me either. That's what British boys are. No, some of them are a little scruffy. Like, G-Eazy? Ugh. (laughs) No, it's, but, the, it's the tattoos. But I'm not like an um, Pete Davidson, like Travis Barker. Like, I don't think they're attractive. I don't think Travis Barker is. Pete Davidson is See, goofy. I like like Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. Mm, like, uh, I think that's cute. Like, okay, oh my God. You know who actually is probably like number one is not Dave Franco, the older one. James Franco? James oh, Franco. Oh, he is hot. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. my God. I mean, like, I love, like, Harry Styles. I'm like, oh. Harry, Harry Styles and James Franco are not the same wavelength at all. Yeah, that's 
that's true. <laughs> then I also think like Gerard Butler and Denzel Washington are like, so I have Apple, fucking sick. David or David Briggs. <laughs> Philip Briggs, I think it looks like a disgruntled Gerald Butler. I love Gerard Butler. Okay, I don't think he's hot. I picture him with I, like wing sauce on his face and his balls for sure smell. I mean. Also, Gerald Butler and Harry Styles are just so different. I've described everyone who's the same. G Easy, Eminem, I know, mine is very all over the board. Yeah. I just know what, I guess I know what I don't want, not as much as what I do want. I find a variety of people cute. Like, who's that super funny guy? I would so have sex with him. Hold on. You're gonna die. (laughs) Colin Jost? No. Um, I'm not alone in this, though. I have a friend who agrees. I would so hook up with... Michael Sarah. I don't even know who these people are that you're saying. Jonah Hill. Just so funny. Shut the fuck up. Okay, but Shane Tatum, though, is for sure up there. He's a pretty boy. No. <gasps> I don't think he's cute at all. Shut up. Yeah, not at all. Emily. Mm-mm. Doesn't do it for me. What? What about a young Shane Tatum? No. Sebastian Stan. So fucking high. Let me look at that. How do we oh. not know anyone? I bet I'm going to hate him. I love Sebastian Stan. Mmm. His face is so small. Oh, he's from, um, oh, okay, yes, 100%. No, he's, um, uh, he's the guy, the extra in Gossip Girl that Serena talked to for a while. He was so hot in Yes, I also love the guy who played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. So fucking hot. Yeah. Okay, he hasn't aged that well, though. Yeah, he does. Okay. He's got different roles that he's had to play different weights for. He's cute. I mean, he's so fuckboy cute, though. He's, like, not a number But he's, one. like, his personality is like amazing. Like, he's, like, a frat boy. No. Yeah, because you know him so well. <laughs> I, text, I literally texted his my sister. His personality, though, is amazing. Got, I'm not even joking. I texted my sister literally 20 minutes ago or an hour before we started this, and I go, do you think I'd have a shot with Sebastian? Why? I just love him. No, why do you text her that? I was thinking about him. Just randomly? <laughs> yeah. And she goes, haha, I wish. And I go, I mean, honestly, it'd be great for our family. So if he came up to you at the grocery store, you'd be like, how dare you think you could have my number? No, Sebastian Stan, I'd be okay with. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so I picture Philip Briggs looking like Gerald Butler. And I picture Eminem. That's so rude. <laughs> I'm going to show you this shirt after we're done recording. I mean, I know you have it. Um, you can kind of, you can take over from here because I don't, I didn't really care much about okay. their interaction. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's so important. Oh, I didn't think it was at all. I thought it was just fluff. Okay. Um, <laughs> so we learned who was kept in the Asteria prison. Oh, Hunt was, yeah. I, I put stuff about that in i oh, just didn't talk about the- prison so we learned that hunt is looking at him and he's like wow what has been done to him and it's really hitting home for hunt because we learn later on this chapter that he was held in a prison like this for seven years well he was held in the asteri dungeons which no one ever leaves right yeah but he like can understand like the horrors that like not knowing is probably going yeah. through because briggs like asked the date and because hunt Hunt has that realization where he's like, I didn't know yeah. what date or year it's like, was. what month is it? What's today's date? And they tell him it's in April and the year. And Briggs is like, it's only been two years. And so at first when I was reading this, I thought Briggs was acting. 
because I was like trained to think that he was really horrible in every way. You didn't. Mm -mm. Okay. I thought he was like acting, trying to like play the sympathy card with them at first. Wow. Um, and then I was a little confused. How does he know so much about Bryce? Because of Danica, like he was like yeah. Okay. I think so. Like Danica was like she was all because he knows about her mother and stuff. But like Danica was all over the news. That's what like remember when like they were going to the gates or whatever, and people were like snapping photos, and she got to cut the line. Like I think of Danica as like a celebrity almost, and like we know all the people that celebrities hang out with. But they know that much personal stuff about Bryce, like him saying, I don't know the thing about her mother. Like when you see your mother. What, like being treated that? like trash on page 338. Oh, I think they just know that Bryce is half human and all humans are treated like trash. Okay. I think that's just like, they always say that the humans are the lowest on the totem pole. I don't think he knows details about their life. Okay, that makes sense. And then I just wanted to point out what they do to him and it's literally awful. He says, the only people I see on a daily basis are the ones who take me apart like a cadaver and then stitch me up again before nightfall. Their med, which is smoothing everything away. Like, that is literally fucking terrible. I don't know why they're still doing that to him because, like, they know he's innocent. I know. I wrote that down. I was like, they're still doing that. And poor him. He's like, oh, like, you guys are realizing I didn't kill Danica. Yeah. Like, that's fucking horrible. I mean, I think it just shows how awful this theory are. And just how fucked up the world that they live in is like the hierarchy and everything that they live in is just yeah. so wrongly. Like his governed. trial was fucked up. Yeah, he's like, oh, my two day sham where I didn't even have like a lawyer or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. Um, and then I had a question: What ends up happening to him? Do we know? Is he still there? Did he die? We don't know. This is the only interaction we that get. Okay. Oh, I think he gets freed when at the end of the book or something because. Okay. We find out that it was... But no one knows that Micah actually did it, so maybe right. he's not... I don't remember what happens. Yeah, I don't remember either. Um, um, but he basically is suggesting that Danica was a sympathizer to the rebellion. Which I thought that. I think, like... Oh, I mean... Because like, Bryce was her best totally. friend, and I think she was... I think Danica's big thing was always, like, the underdog. Yeah. And the humans were. And I think she hated everything the Asteri. Uh, yeah, I think and, she totally yeah. understood um, and was kind of telling him, like, she didn't necessarily agree with the way she was going about it, but she's like, you're fucking towing the line. And I think her yeah. back was against the wall about, like, turning him in. Um, and so I want to point out in the middle of 341, Hunt talks about, like, we keep getting little breadcrumbs. And he is watching Briggs. It's really hard for him to be like... Mm-hmm wow, like, this is basically who I am as well. Like, we're the same he, like, person. He, sees himself in Briggs. Yeah. yeah. And he's questioning himself, like, had he been this out of touch with reality when he followed Shahar? Had it been this level of fantasism that prompted him to leave the Angels of the 18th? Like, would he have listened to anyone? And it says there was, like, a memory of Isaiah just, like, screaming in Hunt's war tent telling Which, him to stop. I think this chapter, and, like, especially for Hunt's character... I think this was a big eye-opening experience for him. And Mm -hmm. this is when he starts to, like, start to become the hunt that he was a little bit before the rebellion. And he's like, wow. See, I think this is even more, like, self-loathing on Hunt's Oh, I think this is him, like, literally off the rose-colored Bryce to be like, you're not like him. Like, please listen to me. Like, I see a different side. Because he's literally watching Briggs, who, under his impression, he's like, you're a scumbag. Like, you have no disregard for human life or i mean for veneer life like you don't care who you hurt to get 
to the end rebellion goal. But I think this was all part of the process, and I don't think that, like, Hunt ever would have gone through that without this. Like, I think he needed to, like... I think so, too, but I think Hunt is realizing, like, wow, he made the same like decisions was, as yeah. Briggs did because he was blindly Blinded. following Shahar. Yeah. No, I think we're on the same page there that, like, I think he is officially realizing that, yes, he's loved like he stood ev- for everything the rebellion was but like he was blinded by how they went about it yeah. yeah and like he couldn't even listen when isaiah was like we're gonna fucking die like you're gonna kill us because mm-hmm. like he was just so blinded by shahar yeah and like i think he realizes that like maybe it would have gone down a little bit differently if he wasn't so like had the ro- not i don't know if rose colored glasses is the correct thing but like blinders yeah yeah. By the situation. Um, so I wanted to revisit when Danica comes home, like in that very first few chapters, saying that like Philip Briggs was basically declared like not. So that's what like we were talking about in an earlier podcast. So what was she upset about? I think she was upset about the whole Micah thing and everything. Like I think that was like what she was upset about. And we talked about that and you're like, no, it was the Sabine and everything. I think she was on edge with her deal with Micah and everything like and I think right. she was using Sabine and Philip Briggs as like a um okay. cover up yeah yeah and I think it was it was never about Briggs it was always yeah. about everything that was going on under the scenes I mean maybe it was about back scene yeah could have been um but I thought this was important like Briggs recognized his hunt and is like we'll bring those bastards down someday. Yeah. Like, I have a ton of respect for you. So, like, we learned that they were basically fighting for the same thing. Which it's just to bring down the mm-hmm. hierarchy of this fucked up world that they live in. Yeah. And then I love the next scene. Like, Hunt is clearly in a terrible yeah. mood. And Bryce is just able to, like, bring him out right. of that. This and is where... Okay, I love how, like, they she makes a note where they, like, grab noodles and dumplings and they're just sitting on the couch. I love hearing about their food. Their food must taste so good. I know. Like, that is just, like, I exactly know how that's feeling. Like, they just had a fucking awful day and you're like, let's just get greasy Chinese food and just, like, oh, yeah. sit on the couch and just, like, I don't even want to think right now. Sounds so fun. Yeah. Um, But she's basically telling him, like, you're nothing like Briggs. And he's like, you don't know me well enough to say that. And she's like... I see what you don't like. You're kind. Like, yeah. you're generous. But um, this is also the chapter where we get the, like, famous, like, fan art scene of, like, Hunt, like, sitting on the couch with, like, his backward sunball hat because Bryce, like, grabs it and, like, is puts it on the her. one that they, in the fan art, isn't he, like, shirtless? Yeah, which he's not. He's no, in a great t-shirt. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, like, you, I kind of hate that. I don't find that attractive at all. I do. No. Maybe not backwards, but, uh-uh. I, I like hats. Um, so this is when we learned that Hunt was in prison for seven years. And it. so I thought this kind of made sense, not justifying Hunt's opinions and behaviors, but it says, like, hatred is the only thing that fueled I him. I wrote that down, too. Yeah, because he was in the Asteria dungeon for he seven just, years. Yeah. And then his next, like, owner kept him in a dungeon for two more years. So he literally says it had been nine years until I saw the sunlight. Yeah. Which is, like, we can't – and, like – there's all these studies about like they tell you like prisoners who go in like confinement or whatever where they're like locked in the hole for like a week and they go like crazy so imagine being like that for nine years straight yeah. like i mean shocked his brains and scrambled like that is like yeah like i think that's also why 
Like, she I writes think there's debates the about does. confinement being, like, cruel and unusual punishment. I 100% agree. I yeah. don't think it should exist. But um, I think that's why she writes Hunt the way he does. And it's very surface level because I think that's how he lives his life. It's just, like, I don't think he allows himself to feel all the time. Yeah. Um, and then I absolutely love that he, like, tilted his head back and laughed. Yeah, like, I thought that was cute, too. I I think it's the first time we've ever seen him laugh. I think it's kind of funny. Like, he had lived this life for so long. You can see how much joy Bryce has brought him. And then the yeah. first time he meets Baxian in the second book, he's like, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have fun. Well, like, Hunt, like, you didn't know that up until, like, a year are? ago. Yeah, who do you think you are? Um, but I also love the end of this chapter where it's, like, the little, like, sexual tension and the flirting between them, like... Bryce snaps a picture of them and she like grabs his hat and puts it on herself and like love it too. hunts like the weight you can of start her seeing the like chemistry. Yeah. Hunts like the weight of her leg leaving mine. Like it felt empty. Like I thought that was cute. And then this is where they decide that um they're like, Oh, why don't we have Deck look at the camera footage from the blackout of the temple? And like, cause there's there's no cameras inside the temple, but there's cameras outside, but there was the blackout, so originally they couldn't see, but they're like, oh, maybe Deck can, like, use this tech shit to, like, figure it out. So that's how it ends. And then, um, is there anything else you want to say about 35? Mm-mm. 36, we open with them at um, the shooting range, like Bryce, Hunt, Deck, Flynn, Rune, all there. I don't have much on this. I know you really like this chapter. The only thing that I thought was like cute or not cute, but like Flynn's like flirting with Bryce. I love I, how much of a flirt Flynn is. Same. It cracks me up. I fucking love it. And like we were talking about this before. Like we're trying to come up with like a name for like the three of them, mm-hmm. like Rune, Flynn, and Deck, because like we have a name for like. I feel like I like think of them as like Rune and the boys. <laughs> I know, but like I want like a cute name for them because yeah. like we have the Bat Boys. We for, know the like, Bat Boys a lot better. Yeah, that's true. Maybe like we'll think of it and come up with something. But yeah. we're open to suggestions. Yeah, I really like Flynn. Um, I love Flynn, and, and you Jack know what is hilarious? So and they keep alluding to this happening about them like not being able. to to shut their mouths mm-hmm. while Bryce is like telling Flynn like don't tell any hookups yeah <laughs> and it's in that second book that we get the scene that yes I fucking Flynn was it. like I don't even know like said why do you guys like, think this said something about like your boobs remind me of this huge bomb that was a big secret <laughs> like oh my gosh I laughed so hard in that second yeah. book um, that is like I do laugh a lot in this book I do too I think it's hilarious one. yeah the interactions are really funny. Okay, so the most important part of this scene that I want to bring up is they're, like, kind of testing Bryce. Like, I bet you can't make this shot. She is a sick shooter, mm-hmm. which she, like, learned from her dad. Randall Salago. Yeah. And there's this scene where... It's, like, it's at the end, like, 352 to 353. Yeah, yeah like, Hunt then shoots as well. Perfect. And it says that Hunt met Bryce's stare as he clicked off the safety. And so they just, like, kind of have this moment, and it says a quiet sort of light shone in them. And then, so why I thought that maybe, like, some sort of, like, mate connection clicked in is that it's the first time he's thinking in his head, I see you, Quinlan, he silently conveyed to her, and I like all of it. She said right back at you, her half smile seemed to say. And literally from this moment, from then on, they talk, they switch to, like, a we. See, like... 
I know that you feel like that is when they're like mating bond or mm-hmm. whatever, like clicked in a place. But I think it happened way before, and I think they just didn't realize. I think it happened when like he found her after like Micah was like destroyed by the Crystallis demon, and like she was like screaming and she wasn't able to like function. He was the only calm that she was able to focus on. I think in that moment it clicked for them, but I think they were both like they didn't recognize it. I think in that I think it happened that early on. Mm. Because like she was so panicked that like the only thing that was able to steady her was Hunt and it was twice. It was she was screaming and she was bucking and then he looked at her and he's like, I got you. Maybe that's when they felt they were each other's mates, but I think this is when it actually like, clicked, clicked in into place. Because you know, like I mean Reesian knew there was a pole. Like they yeah. both knew there was a pole, but it wasn't until he was standing under the mountain. And then this line says that click reverberated between them loud as a thunderclap. Her throat bombed. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think you made a good point just then. Like, I think, like, in the parallel with, like, Reese, like, Reese did know that there was something. There's something. And I think they, I think they thought it was something, and then I think you might be right that it did, like. Just there is such a shift after this chapter is to, like. That there are more we. we. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It easily could be. I mean. But then, like, maybe it's not a click in place because they fucking just decided it. They did. They just, like, chilled. But then, like, they even say, like, later on, like, Flint and Rune are, like, I can smell it. Like, you guys smell like mates. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I, like, I go back and forth with how I feel about that because, like, I think she did that so people would stop questioning if they're endgame or not. But, like, how do you just decide your mates? I don't know. but maybe it's more like a type of vow because they're talking about like how phase view mates and how yeah. the wolf pack does. Like maybe it's more like and they did relate it to how like the angels view yeah. mates. It's just like you're together. And I do kind of like how it's more in your control. Like yeah. they were going to decide we're mates, and then like the power will click together instead of just the power deciding that you're mates. That's true because like you think of Elaine and Lucian, like they didn't want that. Right, and, and then, there's bad mates that click yeah. into place in Akatar, like that's what because they say, the like, point of that is just to breed someone powerful. Right. So like so, it is nice that they have like discretion. The choice and yeah. it, yeah, that is a good point that I do, I do like that as well. Um, but this chapter ends with Hunt getting a call from Isaiah saying like, "There's been another murder." Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, and we're about halfway through the book, which is exciting. I think what we might do is after this book. Do go into Akatar tandem. Yeah, Akatar. and switch every other week between Akatar and House of Sky and Breath. Yeah. Um, We're very eager to get to Akatar in case. I feel or like I, I wonder if we weird. should do the first three books of Akatar and then switch every chapter between Silver Flames and House of Sky and Breath. Just because it's. Those are very similar. Yeah. I don't know, though. We just Maybe. want to get to Akatar. We're itching yeah. for it. We Clearly. love Akatar. Yeah. <laughs> Probably half of this podcast is us talking about Ektar. And Emily is... Okay, so update on Four Blood and Ash. Emily has read all three books. She read the prequel. She's yeah. waiting for the release tomorrow. Can't wait. And then we'll read Throne of Glass. I... <sighs> Casey doesn't like From Blood and Ash. And, and I've really tried. I mean, I tried even okay. rereading the second book. I think it's because, like, SJM writing compared to JLA is totally different and, like... We even said numerous times in this podcast, like, how dense this is. And, like, JLA is just not like that. And, like, I've read Touch of Darkness and Kingdom of Wicked and, like, The Bridge Kingdom. And, like, I've seen other fantasy books that aren't as intense. 
SJM. We have so- a friend, Lorelai, who's like, you have to have a palate cleanser yeah. in between SJM and another author. You do. Because it's not going to be the same, and I didn't. And so I just, like, can't get into it. I might come back to it, but right now, just Emily and Libby. I mean, like, it. I feel like you might like it when it's all done, when JLA's done with, like, the two FBAs and then the three yeah. um, Shadow and Embers. But you even told me what happens in the third book, and I'm just like, it's just so ridiculous. I did tell you. I'm sorry. I do. I mean, no, I asked you to. But... I have heard that people, when they read the third book, they're just like, what the fuck? So it gets, so it does a total 180, but, and that's what I, like, our friend Libby, who's been on one of them, she was like, I don't know what's going on, and I was like, the middle of the third book is so wacky, and it does do a complete The beginning of the third book is wacky. So, like, it's, okay, I will say, it's all wacky, but then. It's all whack. So then the end makes sense, and then once you read the prequel, it all ties it together, and I know what she wants for the rest of the series. Like, I think and I what love happened is direction. she got the book deal, like, for extra ones, like, partway through the third book. So that's why it flips so much. But so obvious. But there is so much foreshadowing in them to it, though. Like, there is a lot more yeah. foreshadowing to the world that she wanted. And I think she just took a little bit long. Like, she literally took, like, two books to introduce the world that, like, she really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I kind of hate that she did that, but, like, I really do love the direction that the series going, and I think by the end of all of it, like... It all makes sense. Yeah, I think by the end of the prequel, and then by the end of, like, yeah. From Blood Maybe and Ash... Maybe when I'm in New York, you and Libby should do an FBA. Yeah. To oh, recap. Will. Yeah. Well, Libby has, like, she has to finish the third, and then she has to read Shadow and Ember, and then she has to read the fourth. But you guys could do a, a reaction to the second book. Yeah. I might have a tough time. Oh, I guess time. I read the second book. I might have a tough time separating my thoughts. Literally, the second book ends with fucking... Oh, my God, my hair. Poppy almost being attacked by the wolves, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's everything. Yeah, so... We're also going to try to... So I'm going to be in New York for two weeks. We're going to have a fun bonus episode over at Guitar tomorrow with a few guests. And then we might try to do like a Zoom one, but we're depending not on the sure. audio. Um, so we'll put out one or two over the next week. Yeah. So well, we might do three because we have this one and then the fun one and then maybe another one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then once Casey's back, we're going to try to... When I'm back, hopefully you'll be done with... I'll be done with FBA. Yeah, yeah. I cool. mean, you're gone for 10 days. I'll probably yeah. be done with, like, multiple. Yeah, and so while she's reading that, I'm reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Which I love that. Um, which I like it so far. So, yeah. And then after Throne of Glass, we are going to do the Zodiac Academy. Yes. I'm. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Yeah. So if you guys have any other recommendations... Please let us know again. Um, fact check us. Do all of that on Instagram. DM us. Um, yeah. Like, review, and subscribe. Yes, we are on Apple and Spotify. Um, so, yeah. Have a good week, everyone. It's Monday. Yeah. So, so whatever day you're listening to this, have a good day. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>